Good afternoon, Robert Sapp here. I was uh, talking with my brother recently, and this scripture about Lazarus came up in our discussion. And I remembered something from the scriptures concerning Lazarus, and that's what we're going to talk about briefly this evening. If uh, you're wanting to read along with me, I am in the Gospel of John, chapter 11. I'm going to start with verse 38. Now, Lazarus has died, Jesus has come, and we are going to take up the scriptures at the tomb. Verse 38. Jesus, therefore, again groaning in himself, coming to the grave. It was a cave, and a stone lay upon it. Jesus said, Take ye away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, said unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead for four days. Jesus saith unto her, Said I not unto thee, that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me, and I knew that thou hearest me always. But because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. And when he had thus spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound about with a napkin. Jesus saith unto them, Loose him, and let him go. Now you probably heard several sermons preached on the raising of Lazarus and how if Christ hadn't said Lazarus' name, all of the people in that graveyard, all of the people within the sound of his voice that had died would have gotten up. So he specifically called for Lazarus. But a few about a year or so ago now, I guess it was, some scriptures jumped out at me that I had not previously paid much attention to in the scriptures of Lazarus being raised from the dead by Jesus. And that's that last verse, verse 44. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound about with a napkin. Jesus saith unto them, Loose him, and let him go. You see, you have a part to play. You have a big part to play. Oh, you don't have the the part in yourself. So it's not you, but it's the Christ that lives within you. But you have a part to play in the miracle. Whether you believe the miracle or not, the miracle can still happen. There were people there that was there just to see what Jesus was going to do. There were some there that was there because they loved Lazarus. There was some there that was there because they loved Mary, that they loved Martha, that maybe they just loved Jesus. Maybe they were following Christ just to watch what he done next. But he spoke to the people that was around. He spoke to the ones that was there. When Lazarus came forth, he was still bound by his death clothes. He was unable 
to free himself of his death clothes. So he looked around to the people and said, Loose him and let him go. They were obedient. They unwrapped Lazarus. I think some of them may have just unwrapped him to see what was there. Some of them was obedient to Christ and, and was helping loose Lazarus. See, we have a part to play. We have to help those that one were dead in their sins or is dead in their sins. We have a part to play. We have got to take Jesus to those individuals. We can't take sometimes those people to where Jesus is at, but we carry Jesus with us and we take Jesus with us and he looses them and he lets them go. He frees them. Your part is bringing Christ to those that are dead in their sins. But you have another part to play. For those Christians that are that are just new Christians, they're babes in, in the Lord, they have just come to the knowledge of Jesus. You have a part to play. It is your job, sisters, brothers, it is your job not to leave those individuals at the altar, but to pick them up, to hold their hands, and to carry them when they need to be carried. Spiritually, and sometimes even maybe even physically, we have to we may have to go and to the steel of the night and, and meet with these guys, these girls. Now you have to be careful. Men shouldn't just go and meet with a woman by themselves. That's not what I'm talking about. But you have a part to to help those new Christians along. They're wrapped in their death clothes still because they don't know how to get rid of it. I was asked one time, how do you leave things at Christ's feet? Well, it's easy. You just do it. But it's easy for a Christian that's been following the Lord for any length of time to understand that. But it's hard for a new Christian to understand that. Your part that you have to play you have to help loose them. You have to help guide them. You have to teach them. You have to nurture them alone. They can't do it by themselves. A little baby chicken or a little baby bird can't fly without some help. Sometimes it's the mother kicking them out of the nest, but still they have to have some help. A little baby chick, they have to know when to hide. They have to know when to run. They have to, they have to be taught went to shelter you have a part I have a part and we have a part to play in those Christians that are older in the Lord too because you see we all have bad days I don't care how long you've been walking with the Lord you will have a bad day and you need those individuals that that you can reach out to and say, look, you know, I'm, I'm just in a foul mood. I'm having a bad day. Can you pray for me? And, and your part is praying for them. Your part is not judging them. Your part is not condemning them. Your part is praying for them and saying, you know, we have all been there. You want to talk about it? We'll talk. We have a part to play in the nurturing, in the building of the kingdom. It's not just up to the Sunday school teacher. It's not just up to the 
pastors. It's not just up to the evangelists. It's not just up to the youth directors. It's not just up to those you have a part to play. And we need to be about our Father's business. Why do you think Jesus chose 12 men? He chose people to carry on and to help others and to lead and direct and guide others when he wasn't able, when he wasn't there physically, when he was someplace else ministering, when he was doing what his father had called him to do, he left the disciples in charge and to do what they needed to do. We have a part to play. Don't leave it up to your pastor. Don't leave it up to the evangelist. Sometimes the biggest thing that we can do is just smile at people and give them an encouraging word and show them that we care. We should be willing to tell about Jesus. We should be willing to tell about the Heavenly Father. We should be willing to tell about heaven and in hell. But sometimes people just need somebody to listen to them. You have a part. Loose those dead clothes off of the Christians, the new Christians, the older Christians, the sinners. Loose them and let them go. Now, you can't save people. That's not what I'm saying. That's not in your job description. That's way above all of our pay grades. But it is not above our pay grade to not condemn people. We all have a past. We also all have a future. If we have a future, if we have Christ in our life, we have a future. So it's not up to you to condemn them. And it's not up to you to point fingers and gossip and to spread false lies and innuendos. It's not you to spread false truth either. Now, what do I mean by false truth? That sounds like an oxymoron. But to me, a false truth is something that you know to be true, but is bad, and you spread it anyway. So let's say you see a Christian brother or a Christian sister out drinking or out with someone other than their spouse. Who are you going to tell? No one but God. That's what we're supposed to do. But who will we tell? Well, we'll put it out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, WhatsApp, all of those social medias. We'll broadcast it loud and, oh, look at me. I didn't do what she done. Look at me. I didn't do what he done. That's spreading gossip. Gossip can be true. Gossip can be false. We don't need to spread stuff. You know, it's so easy to fact check things that we see on the internet, we see in the news. Sometimes it's not easy to fact check what we physically see with our eyes. You see somebody get mad and throw up their hands, maybe use some foul language. Oh, we're so quick to judge them, oh, they're going to go to hell. But maybe they got some bad news that day and they just didn't know how to deal with it. Maybe they've got some, their mind is on a thousand different things. They've just lost their job, their, their pet dog died. I don't know. 
but who is who are we? Who are we to put out on Facebook, to put out on Twitter, to put out all of the social medias? Who are we to put out all of the stuff that we actually have seen with our eyes? It's not up to us. We need to pray for people. If you're going to talk about me, please talk to me about talk about me to the Father, not to my neighbor, not to my family. Talk to me. Talk about me to God. You see, I'm not here to clean you up. I'm here to bring you Jesus, and I will let Jesus clean you up. I don't care your past. I don't care your present. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all have a past. We all have skeletons in our closet that we don't want to get out. You may think you're perfect. You may think that you're God's gift to the world. But you're not. The world doesn't revolve around you. But it's all about Jesus. It's all about the Heavenly Father. It's all about the cross. So as Christ was standing at the tomb, now he could have said, Lazarus come forth and rags fall off. I'm going to just put it that way. Jesus could have said that. And Lazarus would have come forth and the dead clothes would have fallen off of him. But he didn't say that. So Lazarus come forth, and he came forth in his dead clothes. He was wrapped from head to toe. He was barely able to walk. He just kind of shuffled along. Maybe he even, and I know this is going to sound funny, but maybe he had to hop. Maybe it was like he was in a huge sack, and he was in a huge sack race, and he just had to hop out of the tomb. We don't know how he got out of the tomb. We know that he came forth out of the tomb. But we know that his hands was bound, his whole body was bound, his face was covered, his head was covered, he was covered from head to toe. He was literally a mummy. And Christ said, loose him and let him go. And they had to unwrap him. So Christian brother, Christian sister, I'm here to tell you that the part you have to play in anybody's life is not to be concerned with their past, not to be concerned with their present, but only be concerned with where they're going to spend eternity. Take them, Jesus. Take them, Jesus. Take them, Jesus. He said, I will make you a fisher of men. He didn't say he was wanting us to clean them and cook them. He said, I will make you a fisher. I mean, I want you to catch them. Catch them. I'll cook them. I'll clean them. I'll leave you with this. The scripture, after the crucifixion, after the resurrection, the disciples were on a boat. They're fishing. They're coming into the shore. They look, and there is a man there on the shore. They have caught nothing all night long. And there is a man on the shore. And he said, Did you catch anything? No, we did not. 
cast your nets. They cast their nets, and the nets was so full of fish, the boats were going to sink. Peter recognized who was speaking, and he jumped out of the boat away from shore, and he got to the shore. But Christ already had the fish prepared. He already had the meal prepared. So I'm here to tell you, we're to catch them. We're not to clean them. Christ will clean them. Christ will cook them. Christ will fix them the way he wants them fixed. We've all got a part to play. We've all got a calling on our life, and he will fix them and cook them and clean them and prepare them for what he wants them to be. It's not up to us. But we just have to take them to Jesus. We have to remove their dead clothes, and we have to loose them and let them go free. It's up to us. That's the part that we have to play. It's not about works. It's about being about the Father's business. It's to going into the highways and to compelling them to come in. It's about going out and telling people about Jesus. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our most kind and gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you this day. Lord, we thank you for your many blessings upon our lives, for allowing us the opportunity to once again come via podcast, via audio, and talk to about you and about your scriptures and to, to understand together what your scriptures are trying to tell us. Thank you for the knowledge. Thank you for the understanding. Thank you for the willing hearts and the willing ears and the willing lives. Lord, no matter who or where these people are listening to these podcasts, thank you for these individuals. Whether it's tomorrow or in the future, maybe it's even after I've come home. Because you said your word would not go forth void. I don't know why. I don't know how. I don't know when. But Lord, I know that you have a plan. And that plan is you. We thank you for that. We thank you for what you have done. We thank you for what you're doing. And we thank you for what you will do. In Jesus' name, amen.